Hey there, everyone. It's Denise Salcedo. Welcome back to the channel. So I love having Mickey James on. And today we have her back on here. She is the Impact Wrestling Knockout Champion. Uh, hey, Mickey, how are you? There it is right there, Denise. Yes. Blinded. I don't know this camera angle and I apologize, but usually she's beautifully placed right there. <laughs> yeah. She looks great. <laughs> she does. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So you know what? Let's kick it off there because you know, the last time that you and I talked, you were, uh, you know, still making your way to possibly becoming Impact Knockouts champion once again. And now here you are, you've got the gold and there's been so much that you have done in between then. It's kind of been crazy. So Mickey, I'll tell you this, like, I always make sure to go out of my way to watch your matches because every match that you've had um, with every single competitor has been like very uniquely different. And so I do want to go ahead and touch on that. You know, I want to talk about your journey to becoming Impact Knockouts champion. Uh, you know, once again, and everything that you did with the last rodeo, how the I know I'm throwing a bunch at you, but you know how the idea came about and just everything from there. Oh, man. Well, thanks, Denise. I appreciate that. And I appreciate you saying that. I do think um, I do every talent that you step in there, every competitor that you're across the ring from is so different. Um, and they wrestle different and they, you know, I never try to just do my style of match. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. My style I said like hardcore country is, you know, a very adaptable, um, but you have, you're going to have a different style match with every person that you're in there because there's different stories and they're very different athletes. Um, between their move set or how they just move out there. Um, and I always want to tell that, you know, story or, or be able to, to build that and make sure that everyone shines in that match. And no matter who, cause that's, you know, you're only as good as the person that you're standing across the ring from ever. Um, and so, you know, that is, that is something, but also the talent at impact is so good. It's they're so good, like every single woman in that locker room. Um, so it's exciting. It's exciting for myself to be able to challenge um, myself, I think, uh, with all these different women and with all these different styles um, to be able to go out there and tell a great story every time. And one that is unique to that, uh, you know, that competitor. Um, and with that being said, I mean, uh, I, I hopefully have delivered. And I know in my opinion, every woman that I've been in the ring with um, all from the beginning of the last rodeo um, or heck, even before that, you know, prior, you know, to when I won the championship before um, against Diana and then that whole run, you know, those matches were so, so special to me. And I think, you know, when you ask how was the last rodeo kind of started, um, I go back to that because I think, you know, I came back to impact with one goal. Um, and that was for empower. That was to find a way to celebrate women's wrestling, um, and, and make it this really united cause across the board from company to company, um, to really celebrate their women and to prove that women, um, could deliver in, in an element when given the proper opportunities, um, because it was something that I felt like I'd been told that wasn't for so long, you know, and, and like a fight of, 
you know, and I was in a very transitional phase of like, okay, well, what else can I prove in the ring? Like I've been able to do it all. I've been very blessed. I've, I've had a very illustrious career. I've done more than I ever imagined. And, and I'm very grateful for that. But, you know, at the end of it all, I go like, okay, well, is this how it ends? Is it just like, okay, uh, you know, that was my last run with WWE. And now, you know, now what? And, you know, the opportunity presented itself for Empower with NWA. And I took it because it was the fight that I'd been fighting for already behind the scenes. And, you know, to be able to come together and then, you know, the first people that jumped on board of making this happen and who promoted on their television for weeks, weeks of television to build this storyline between and to build that, that hype behind the match between Deanna and a friend of mine, a colleague, a sister, someone who our paths were side by side, uh, Melina, who had never wrestled at Impact Wrestling, had never had an opportunity for the Knockouts World Championship. Um, and they made that special. They made that so special. And not to say like everybody kind of gave, gave some time and gave some space. And, and I'm so grateful for that. But Impact went above and beyond because they've always done that for their knockouts. They've always done that for their female talent. It's never been a question. It's never been a question of, you know, will the women deliver? Because they already knew they've been delivering for them for years. Um, and it was really special to me. And it was really a reminder um, then because I was in such a, a unique place of like, okay, what is what is wrestling for Mickey in, in 2022, 2021, now 2023? Um, of they still believed in me and they believed in me the same way when I left in 2020, 10, and I was very heartbroken and kind of like, oh, what am I going to do with my life? I lost my dream to be able to reinvent and recreate myself and have this whole new uh, persona as hardcore country and uh, it re-inspired my love for wrestling, you know, um, and just to be able to do something different and it just kind of scratched that surface again. But I had no, um, idea it was going to be now we're two years later, two years removed from that. And, you know, I hope that there's another day that another empower or something equivalent can take place. I mean, hell, I hope another, another evolution happens, you know, honestly, like I love women's wrestling, um, because that is what I've dedicated 20 plus years of my life to is women's wrestling, specifically wrestling, but women's wrestling specifically. Um, and, um, but with that being said, you know, I kind of walked away from that show, very pleased, very happy. Um, and then there was this opportunity to come in and, and fight for the championship. And at the, I wasn't for sure that I could still, you know, the women are, killing it across the board everywhere you go. Um, and I wasn't even, I'm like, can I still hang with this group? And do I want to, do I want to still hang with this group? Because it's a task and, and, and not just a task on a, on a physical level, but on an emotional level of along the time away from being, I've been on the road my whole life. I've been on the road, you know, and, um, it's I've not been home a lot and I wanted, you know, to find a way, um, to, still give back to the business, but also to be home a little bit more for my son. And it just, you know, I didn't expect this last run. I didn't expect that championship run. Um, and it was awesome. And, and I'm so grateful for it. And then 
because of those questionings and that line of questioning, I should say, is um, just within myself is kind of where the last uh, rodeo was inspired because I was having a conversation with Tommy Dreamer, my friend, Tommy Dreamer, who was my coach when I was in OVW, who gave me my first tryout, him and Paul Heyman um, for ECW uh, back in 2000. 2000, you know, a little baby Alexis Lurie who didn't know what she was doing and took 200 DDTs that day. Um, but I'm like, I, I just don't, I don't know what else I can do or what else I can prove. And I certainly don't want to stay longer than I'm welcome or longer than I'm capable of going at the same level as these women. And if I'm going to do it, or if I'm going to come back, you know, I, I won the championship, which is already a blessing to me. And it was, I was so grateful. I'm like, you know, I, I don't want to just be taking up space. I want to contribute and I want to give back and I want to be able to test myself against every woman. And, and perhaps, you know, this is going to be the first and maybe the last time I face some of these women. And I just want to make sure that I, I go out with a blaze of glory and have some of the best matches of my life. That's really what the last rodeo was about was, a, a real test to myself and to hopefully go out with a big hurrah, you know, um, because that's all I really wanted was, you know, that's beautiful, which I feel like we're all deserving of. And I know that only 10% of wrestlers in the world get it, but I just wanted that beautiful bow to put button up what I felt was a beautiful career. Um, and so in doing that, I, and to prove to myself and to prove to the audience and to prove to the, every woman in that locker room that not only I still belong and I, you know, can still go, but I can still be a champion and a worthy champion, you know, and a fighting champion and all of those things. And it was a test because I legitimately had some of the toughest matches of my career. And, you know, it really was a test to myself, I think. Um, and I felt like it just gave me a bit more, I'm very respected in the locker room. Don't get me wrong. I don't want, I'm very respected. The girls love me and I love them. I really, really do. Um, but I think it was a different level or I pray or hope well, it was a different level of respect that came out of it because, you know, you, I know that for, for some of them that was like, Oh, I'm wrestling Mickey James. But in my mind, I'm going like, Oh shit, I'm wrestling Giselle Shaw, who is this woman that everyone is like looking at is going to be, the next big superstar, the next big thing. And, you know, she checks all the boxes and like, okay, so I'm going to go test myself against her and in a different challenge than a different type of match that I've never done a Jordan grace, who is pretty much the standard bearer right now um, of this generation of women that are out there killing it and being, you know, entrepreneurs and being business minded, but also being very successful and, uh, a student of the game in this game of 2023 wrestling, you know? Um, so it was a huge test and I, hopefully I delivered and hopefully the women were happy, you know, being in the ring with me. Cause I certainly was grateful to be in the ring with them. Um, and I was grateful for those challenges, you know, to prove because it was, it was taxing and it's, it was, um, a lot, you know, and it was a lot of pressure. Um, but yeah. 
I think you definitely, the one thing that I want to touch on there is when you mentioned the reinvention sort of, because you you know, can go back and think of all of the different portions and the different aspects of your career. And so like everything was so different. I feel like everything was so distinct from everything. And that's the cool thing. Like that, that to me is, is awesome. But, you know, and, and it's truly, it, it was interesting to me when you said like, oh, you know, can I still go in there? Can I still hang with these women? Because, you know, based on what I've seen with you and Mia Yim, you and Jordan Grace, you and Masha Slamovich, uh, just to name a few, it's like they were all so distinctive, distinctive, distinctively different. But right. also, I feel like you have really kind of set yourself at like, this is what I feel like if I'm, you know, if I was, you know, a women's wrestler, this is exactly what I would want to do. I would want to be following, you know, Mickey James's footsteps oh. and seeing everything that you have done, like throughout your entire career. It's phenomenal. And with that being said, I do kind of want to touch on also that match with, Ma with Masha Slamovich. Um, because when I was watching it, I was not expecting the biting sequence at all. <gasps> and when it happened, I was like, no, oh, you know, gosh, what's happening? <laughs> it's got the emotion that I'm pretty sure you guys were aiming to get from the viewers. And it's little things like that that you have done, like even with your feud with Deanna Perrazzo, uh, a lot of the little st stuff that you guys did. So, um, you know, it, 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 I, I love stuff like that. All of the little things. I do too. Well, I think that's because that's why I love wrestling. It's not, to me, it's never been about the moves. The moves don't make money. The moves don't draw people in to the story. They just make the people go like, oh, ooh, that's cool. Like in that, because that doesn't have an emotional attachment to it, right? So when I look at the stories and creating these moments, memorable moments, some moments that you go, like you can go back to, and this is across the board. And this was a, you know, I used to be early Alexis Lurie. I used to be, oh, I got to have this great match. And it's got to, I got to execute all these moves perfectly. And I want to try something new and flashy and different. And that's what people are going to remember. And nobody remembered, right? They were, <laughs> they come back and they go like, oh, that was a great match. Or, oh, that one thing was cool. But you go back to them like 20 minutes later, they would didn't remember what you did, right? Um, so that's all been the, the art for me is to create moments is to create and to create unique moments with that opponent and with that story that you're trying to tell or whatever within that. And um, when you're wrestling such different performers, and I think that was another test to me is like, you know, were we going to go out there and have a Mickey James match? Or if it's a really, if I'm really truly testing myself, I want to have the, you know, Michelle, I want to have the Masha match. I want to, I want to, I want to see what she has and create, you know, insert myself in there where I feel like it makes sense. And mind you, Masha had been playing mind games and that's how she went. She'd been successful and pretty much and dominated is because of her mental strength in the mind games. And mind games are something that I love. I love mind games because, you know, that's the test of a true champion is because your mind can get in the way of everything if you let it. Um, so that was kind of a bite back, if you will, to some of the mind games that she had been playing with me. But um, and it was different. I mean, it was it was different. It was there. It made sense to me. Uh, 
It was great. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, what is happening right now? Like, this is something I'd never seen before. Like, I had never seen anything like that be done. And it got like such a reaction out of me where I was like, I need to talk about this. I need to tweet about this. I need to talk yeah. about this with someone. It was else. my Holyfield moment. It was yeah. it was my Tyson moment. Like, I was super snacky. I hadn't eaten all day, starving, dehydrated, all of the things. No, but, and I think too, because I, you know, I've been known to do the kiss and the kiss. And I felt like I kept seeing things going into that, like, oh, is Mickey going to kiss Masha or, or whatever? And I'm like, you know, and you see it. And I've even seen like the kiss and, you know, the boys kissing the boys at this point and stuff like that. And I'm going like, oh, that's cool. Was I the inspiration? I don't know. I'm not an invent the kiss spot, you know, um, <laughs> but I'll keep doing it because it throws people off their game like that, you know? And I love a good head game, but, um, but with Masha, it was different because she is such a, a, a killer and such a, um, she's a very tough athlete and she's very, you know, she thirsts off the blood and she's very different than I am in that sense of like, that's exciting for her. Um, and I had to think of a way to mess with her differently than I would a, a, another opponent. And I, and I knew that that was going to throw her off her game, like way off her game. Um, so that was the intention behind it. Plus to create, you know, these moments where people go, Oh shit. Like that had never happened in wrestling. I'd never seen that happen in wrestling. If it has, then that's awesome. I'm glad that you invented it, but it's, I thought it was, it felt right in that moment. And, that is still, you talk about that match, it was an incredible match, but that's, people remember that moment. And even when they talk about that match, they go, oh, can you believe she bit her tongue? Like, they don't remember the moves that we did. They probably don't even remember how I won, but they remember that. <laughs> You know, I love that. I love that. So I do want to touch on this too, because I know obviously we've been talking a lot about, you know, women and women's wrestling and your passion for women's wrestling, obviously. So, you know, we are, it is women's history month. And so yes. I kind of wanted to, you know, kind of touch on that because for you, you know, somebody who's been around in the business for so long and, you know, you've been seeing all of the women in different promotions and everything that women have done to continue to move the, the sport forward. When you think of women that have done something so, uh, you know, so powerful, so great in the business, Business. for you who are some of those um women that you like instantly think of where you're like man this person deserves even if they do get credit for it but they deserve credit for what they did here what they did there like who are some of the women that most stick out for you that you would say had the greatest impact for women uh in the wrestling business in general um i would say sensational sherry every day all day and i'll say this because um uh, and obviously there's uh uh mountain of women that belong on that list, you know, Miss Jackie, uh, jazz, Molly, Holly, Medusa. I mean, Luna Vachon, who probably doesn't get the credit that she's deserved because she didn't look the part or whatever. But in my, I was terrible. Little Mickey James was terrified of Luna Vachon. Like legit was like, Oh my God, real terror. Um, but Sensational Sherry, Scary Sherry, Queen Sherry, whatever you want to call her, was so different to me as a wrestling fan. And then obviously once I got into the business and I finally met her and then I, um, you know, talked to, I had a conversation with Shawn Michaels about Sensational Sherry. And I'll get to that one in a second because he said something that was very telling to me in, it must have been 2008. I'll go back to that. But I loved her. 
I loved her because she wasn't, she didn't wrestle like the women. You could tell that not, I felt like even a young me could tell that she was very respected in the locker room by the women and by the men. You could tell that she feared nothing and that she would take no shit and that she wanted to go out there and be better than the boys. And I knew that same mentality because I'm like, Oh, you got to prove yourself. We got to prove that we belong. And you know, that whole female empowerment thing, but she was so different and the way she looked and she wasn't, she was just fearless in her delivery of everything. And it was never like she was a meek sheep, like kind of lifting up her guy. Like she owned the presence regardless of who she was standing beside. She was as big of a star as the person that she was standing beside. And she knew exactly how to highlight them and then highlight herself and make her moments mean something and magical and her promos and her owning of that character. It was just magic. It was magic to me. And I would find myself as little Mickey James going like, Oh my God, like she's, she's so cool and she's so strong and she's so powerful and she doesn't, she's not afraid. She's not afraid of these men. She's not afraid of these circumstances. You know, she just owns it, you know, everything. And, um, she is my inspiration. She's my idol. Like I, there is no one that can touch Sherry Martell in my opinion. Um, and that's you just bought everything she did. Everything, everything she touched, she turned to gold, everything. And then, so then to go back to this, cause I was, I think I was in this place of like, God. And I remember we were on a European tour and there may have been a beverage. I don't know. We don't have to talk about that part, but I remember I finally, and I love Shawn Michaels. I think he is the greatest, the absolute greatest that's ever been in the ring. Like there's a lot of goats out there. There is a lot of goats, but for me, he, especially when he was working alongside Sherry. So here I am hungry and I'm just like oh my god Shawn Michaels is here he's on this tour can I ask him about Sherry Martell or is he gonna think I'm a Mark Mark <laughs> which I am um and I totally did anyway because I had my little I had my beer bravery not beer my vodka bravery on so I'm like Sean so we're sitting there talking we're just talking about the industry and I go well, can you I was like you know how do how do I as a woman um, break uh, out and just be, you know, different and be at seen as one of the boys, you know, in this sense. And I go like, and, and I'd already at, like, I'm like, how was it working with sensational Sherry? Like I only met her once at like Maryland championship wrestling when my friend Tara got to wrestler. And I remember being so excited to meet her and so nervous and I could barely speak. And I was like, but you know, working alongside her, like, how was that? And also how would someone like me reach that same level of, and he goes, well, you know, the one thing I can say is that, you know, for Sherry, uh, both the be most beautiful thing about her and probably the thing that held her back the most is that she wrestled like the boys and she was seen like one of the boys, you know what I mean? Like she, she didn't play that, like, uh, you know, I'm a girl, I'm the girly girl or anything like that. She, she worked hard to prove herself that she was one of the boys. And that was very telling to me. Cause I'm like, you know, we always want to be 
the girls and, and, and the lift up the women's wrestling. And I already do. And I, and I think we all do, but I, I felt like in that moment, I realized like, if I really want to elevate the women's brand, I got to be more like the boys and I got to wrestle as hard. I got to think as hard. I got to just like the guys, I got to train as hard, but add my own flair and add my own thing to it. And it was just a very telling story. Cause I'm going like, Hmm. And what he meant by that was that she never was going after like, Oh, I wanted that top spot, obviously like that, but she never, she was very aggressive when she was out there and she always wrestled and she would go on the, you know what I mean? And she'd take the bumps from the guys and the body, you've seen it. She's taken body slams from the guys and stuff at a time when that really wasn't done, you know, and she was just so unique and different. And I just felt like I was very grateful that he shared that with me because I go like, Oh, she had struggles just like, I have struggles just like all of us have struggles. So it was um, humbling to know that someone who I idolized so much went through some of the same, uh, you know, stuff or, or that same kind of like, how does she break out kind of uh, moments of clarity in her own work. And, and um, yeah, I kind of went for Ran no, there. But it was I really- love that story because it is true. I feel like you have to kind of have a sense of I'm not just competing with the women because if not, you kind of the bar will never continue to get raised in order for like women's wrestling to keep evolving. It's, you know, you got to take some from, you know, take some influence from the men and keep incorporating and add your own flavor and continue building right. from there. And that's the truth. You you can tell you can always see uh, you can always tell when certain people move a certain way when they hit a certain way. It just impacts the match uh, so much more differently and I do think that's part of the reason why you know talents like like Jordan Grace for example why she's so impactful because she doesn't move the same way as other people right. she goes out there and you're like man like I, I you know she even if you're a guy watching you're like she'd kick my ass right and you believe it it's yes. not hard to suspend your disbelief yeah well and it made sense to me and it really resonated with me because when I came into the business there wasn't as many women training to be wrestlers you know so I feel like I moved and I had to learn how to move with more of a female flair to it because I wrestled so much like the boys because that's who I trained with. That's all I trained with. There was very few women to train with. And so a lot of my nuances or the in-betweens were very masculine in a sense of the way I moved out there. It was still very like, um, Tough. And I say that, I just mean that there was no like bunny hops or little, you know, twinkle toes feet or, you know, like weird little the in-betweens. And I think that that's where, for me, like that's where you will either keep me or lose me. And you talk about those little moments in between is like, is the in-betweens. Because to me, it's not about the moves in the sense that anyone can execute awesome moves. Anybody, a gymnast, a, a athlete or whatever. But when you learn and when you have studied your sport to know all of the like little intricacies of the in-between stuff, that's where the real magic happens because that's not just going through the motions or, or acting. It's more reacting and reaction is where the real magic happens for me in my own, own matches. And when I'm watching other people, I think it's like that natural Things that when you become so comfortable, regardless in what you're doing, whether you're an equestrian, whether you're playing football, you become so honed in on what you're doing that your mind just thinks before you even have a chance to, you know, you just react before you have your brain has a chance to catch up and go like, oh, wait, you know, and that's 
that's the mark of like true, true professionalism. So Mickey, I do have two more questions for you. And one of them I want to ask you because you have a lot of history with this person and that is Trish Stratus. We are seeing her return to the ring. And I would, I would hate myself if I didn't ask you, especially everything that you guys have done, your friendship, uh, your thoughts on her, uh, you know, coming back to the ring. Um, How amazing, how exciting of a time is it in 2023 when we are looking at Lita as a tag team champion with um, with Becky and now looking at team bestie going to be at WrestleMania and two women who I've shared a lot of history with and who I admire and look up to and I find hell of inspiring and I just adore. But you see that happening there. You see it impact. I'm the champion in 2023. Um, and our tag team division is shining so, so bright and the women in that locker room. But then you see over at AWC, Soraya come back from like a career ending injury of someone who they said, oh, she's never going to wrestle again. And then you see how bright she's shining. I'm just like, what a freaking magical time in professional wrestling and not just in women's professional wrestling, just in professional wrestling across the board. And, you know, um, for a long time, it was just be like, oh, well, they're retired or they're this, you know, and it would all, all be about this whole new. And it was never that way about the men as much as it was for the women. But now to see that happening and to see, I'm so, I'm going to be there in um, at, for WrestleCon. I'm going to be out there in LA. And I'm really hoping because we're doing WrestleMania this year. And one of the things that we're auctioning off is I've already texted both of them. I'm like, I really hope you guys are wrestling on night two because I'm actually going to be in a suite that we're auctioning off for one of the winners for WrestleMania. And they're watching probably my first time. Actually, it is my first time ever watching WrestleMania as a spectator. I've wow. never been like I could never go when we were kids. We didn't have the money like me, but um, never went as a child. I've only been as a talent. And so for my first time ever in the history of the world, in the history of Mickey James, I'm going to be going to WrestleMania, um, as a spectator. And I'm just praying that my friends are wrestling night two so I can watch it there live in person because I really would love to see it live in person. I'm just so that's excited. incredible. Oh my God. That's so exciting. Also shout out to everything that you guys are doing for WrestleMania three. Really awesome stuff. Very, very, very awesome. All right. So my last question for you is March 24th. Uh, you have the rematch against Jordan grace. Um, what can fans expect? Well, this is a match that Jordan's asked for. And, you know, technically, you know, she obviously has it in her rematch clause and, and, you know, to her, there is some speculation on whether she should still be champion and there's a bit of controversy. And I certainly don't want any controversy. And if I'm going to be the champion, I want to truly be the champion. Um, and she deserves this rematch. And, and I already know what I'm going in for. And that's going to be war. I still feel from the first match that we had, you know, she is a different type of competitor. And she is amazing. She's absolutely amazing. Um, so I know whatever you're in store for, it's going to be a war. Both. And I hope that Jordan is listening because I am going. Now I'm aware. Now I know how hard you hit. Now I know what you're capable of. So I'm going in there. I watched it. 
studied it going into it, but it's a difference between watching and studying and feeling and being a part and being in there. So now that I'm aware, I'm hoping that I can get it done a little quicker this time. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Mickey, I swear I can talk to you forever. I mean, we can literally talk forever, but thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. Uh, before we go, feel free to plug in anything you'd like to plug in where people can listen to you, any of that good oh, stuff. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously Gaw TV, if you go to gawtv.com, I do an amazing show. That's also a podcast, the Gaw cast with my friends, uh, WWE and impact wrestling legend, former champion, Lisa Marie, Tara, Victoria, however you might call her, and my dearest of friends, SoCal Val, who was also an Impact Knockout, and we discuss all kinds of things with all of our favorite friends in and out of wrestling. Um, we have some really in-depth, unique conversations over there, and coming to WrestleCon, uh, WrestleMania weekend, we're going to be putting on WrestleMania 3 with 100% of the proceeds going to childhelp.org, which is a charity. It's a foundation that I've supported for several years. I'm a celebrity ambassador for, and they do amazing, amazing work. They've helped 10 million kids since they've started um, children of child abuse and neglect situations. Um, and on top of that, our dearest friend, one of the greatest humans on the planet, Mick Foley has offered and agreed to host the night of celebration for us. Um, so you can go to Dresselmania.com. Um, yes, just how it sounds, Dresselmania.com. Um, and get tickets. We're doing a VIP photo op with Mick and the ladies and I. Um, that again, all everything that we're doing that night, some uh, you know, our friends have donated some incredible pieces, some gowns. I donated my boots last worn at Hard to Kill against Deanna Peraza with the tax still in the soles along with like a whole package. I've done it, put a whole package together, but we're all donating something, you know, something special to go. And these are really memorable pieces that are going up for auction and it's going to be amazing. So hopefully that's a real special way to end night one. It's after night one on Saturday of WrestleMania. And then, yeah. And then WrestleMania goes Hollywood. I love it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, I'll Red go ahead and post and everything. No. Yes. There you go. It's the perfect, the perfect place to hold it. Um, yeah. I am going to post all of the links to that in the description box well, below. Um, once again, Mickey James, thank you so much for joining me, guys. I'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for watching. Bye, everyone.